Hi, and welcome back. Um, I don't, this is not gonna probably be anything, but it'll just be fun for me to edit. Uh, this is basically, like, I just had, I just went back to church for the first time since my old church, like, all, everything that happened there. So that was, like, end of December. So this is my first time stepping foot in a church, and it's April since then. And it was a little triggering. I don't know, I just felt like I wanted to cry the whole entire time I was there for two reasons. One reason was just that, like, I don't know, I felt like the church and the people of the church kind of hurt me a little bit. So I have um, trust issues when it comes to church now. And then another reason, which is probably the biggest reason, is like, you know that God heals and you know that he's the answer so it's like you know the answer and you know that you're at the door to the answer but it's just taking that step to get the breakthrough that you need and I feel like I'm afraid not I don't even know why I would be afraid because why would I want to keep living like this and being sad and stuff so it's like I don't know what's holding me back but for some reason just stepping foot in church like it was just very, like, I just wanted to cry the whole entire time. I don't know. And they sang this song, um, Break Every Chain. I used to, like, not like that song. I just thought that song was so weird. I don't know. I just, I was never a fan of the song. And they sang it today, and I almost cried. Like, I was really trying not to cry because every word in that song is true, and it's real and like that's the like the power in the name of Jesus like that's literally the answer to all of your problems and it's like do I believe enough in his name to break the chains that are on me type of situation so that was just very intense and even before that like I was listening to a lot of sermons and things like that like online or doing my own type of I don't know, Bible study or whatever you would call it. But most recently, I knew that once I listened to any sort of, sort of like gospel, Christian, I don't know what the type of music is called now, but any sort of that type of music, I knew I was going to like break down and cry. And that's what happened. <laughs> Literally on my way to get my tattoo, like last week, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break from all the podcasts and the silence of my car. And let me just listen to my little playlist that I have. And I cried the whole 35 minutes to get my tattoo. Like, just tears. Because it's just like, wow. God loves loves us so much. And he gives us the answers. And He just he's just so faithful and shows so much mercy and, and grace to us every single day. And he's just so sweet. It's like, how can you not do anything but cry? Out of just, like, pure awe and pure love and and pure appreciation for god alone so that's what i was going through um there's a couple songs that i'm gonna put in here like i said this is probably not going anywhere but there's a couple songs i'm gonna put in here that will like just little clips of the parts that really got me oh, the gates of hell will not prevail no the gates of hell will not prevail no the gates of hell
I've just been so emotional and church has always made me emotional sometimes like you know if somebody gets a word from someone and they're crying I just start crying too like I don't even have to know the person I will just be like oh my god like I'm so happy for you or this is what you needed and I'm crying so church has always been an emotional place for me people I don't think I've expressed it like I feel like now if I was in church I'd probably be like running around jumping up and down like going crazy because like now I actually now I actually have something to like thank god for but you know like that i think i'd, I'd really i don't know it, it means something different now let's just say that like church is something different for me now and i'm happy that my friend me and my friend went to this church it was actually a church i used to go to when i was in i want to say like senior year of high school i don't know it's blurry maybe junior senior year of high school i used to go there every sunday with my friend um and that pastor no longer um is a pastor at that church and they have new leadership and they've redone everything and I went there and I was just like wow like I forgot what it felt like to go to church so I think I'm going to start going again it's still very scary to me I'm still nervous I still have trust issues but it's like Maya you have to separate the people from the church and the people from God because people are always going to be imperfect and people are always going to cause you harm. They're always going to betray, not always, but they will betray you. They will, they will love you. They will hurt you. Like that's just a part of the territory of being a human being. But God is not a human being. God is a supernatural. He's above all of that. So he, there, he's not going to harm you. He's not going to hurt you. So I really need to make sure that I'm posturing my heart and focusing my, my thoughts and, and like ideas of church to be solely that God is the or Jesus is the reason that I'm going to church and he's what I'm what I'm there for he's the one that's going to get me out of this he's the one that has already planned my future he's the one that knows the things that I don't know not these people these people are just people yes they are vessels yes God will use them um but the human error like they're they're people at the end of the day free will is a thing so that's just really what I've been struggling with. I haven't really figured out that that's what I've been struggling with until literally just now. So I'm going to be praying about that. But 
I don't know. Yeah, church was good. Do I miss my old church? Yes, I do. Before it shut down, like, in its, like, prime peak time. Um, I do miss it. I miss the people. I miss the atmosphere. We used to have a lot of fun there. There was a lot of people my age there, so it was just really cool. And everybody there was just so smart and just loved God so much. Like, before anything, they just loved God. And I don't know if I'll ever find that again. Maybe I don't need that right now in this time of my life. But I do I do miss it sometimes. And I was actually talking to my sister the other day. And I was telling her how, like, I think in this part of my life, I need more of, like, not to make it a race thing, but, like, I've been watching a lot of the, the white churches. I don't know. I just need that. Not to say that black people can't be peaceful or, you know, that they don't have a... You know what I'm saying. It's just the the calmness that the white pastors have, it's really been reaching me a little bit more than other churches that I've watched. And not to say that one has more power than the other or whatever, whatever, because there was a time in my life when the black church really gave me everything that I needed. But I've noticed that, I don't know, it's just, and even not even like the, the white pastors, sometimes I've been watching these like, women preachers and like or they'll just be like in little round table discussions and just the softness and the stillness and the the grace in their voice has just been ministering to me so much more than I ever thought it could so that's really been what I've been doing recently but I don't know this journey is is weird like I'm just I feel like I just need to start all over I feel like Christians start all over all the time, but I just need to start from the beginning. I'm just going to start from the beginning and really do this for me. Like when I was younger, I've been in church my whole life. I was younger, but that was I was doing that because my parents told me. Then I got a little older and I was kind of just doing that because my friends were doing it type of thing. Then I think I was in college. We were doing like a college church thing and I was just doing it because all my friends were there. And then when I got to the church at um, my last church, I thought that I was doing it for me. And I think that I was doing it for me. And there was a point where I was getting pretty, I was changing into a different person. People were noticing that too. But I don't think I was still where I needed to be. But I think now I'm going to try my best to be very intentional to do this for me and really figure out why I was put on this earth. Like, I think I know why I was put on this earth, but like, why what does god want for me why what is my mission what is the mission that he gave me to do for his people on this earth and i just want to make sure that when the time comes for me to um do that mission like when the bat signal goes up in the air and they are calling me that i am equipped and i'm ready to serve so that's what i've really been just trying to um pray about also in my brain I always I'll say like figure out figure out figure out and it's like Maya you don't have the answers you're never going to be able to figure it out on your own if you don't lean in on God then you are going to be just lost I remember I got my teeth pulled like I have I have a control issue like it's this is what it is I need to get rid of that but I remember I got my wisdom teeth pulled out not the ones that they put you completely under they just gave me a little bit of laughing gas and I remember them saying, like, Maya, you have to relax. You have to, like, let go or the, the laughing gas is not going to work. And I just could not understand and, like, comprehend the idea of someone 
consuming my like taking over my body and I have no control of my body I think that's also why I don't drink because it's like how do you just black out and forget everything like I don't think I can have a substance like take over my body and I just not know what's going on and I feel like in order for you to really know God you have to allow him to take control of your body and that's something that I'm and it's like but you know that once he does that you're gonna be good like there's not gonna be any issues you're gonna be better than you've ever been so it's like why do you not just give up control why what is so hard about that so that's what I'm trying to figure out and discover and understand um this is still me I'm trying to figure it out that's what I need to pray about and hopefully understand that way and read about and learn about and study about but yeah that was my experience at church like it just felt so weird I was just sitting there like I I just really wanted to just cry for the whole entire like hour and a half service I don't know and I just felt like I felt uh, such a heavy weight when I walked in there I don't know I just it was the weirdest feeling like I had not been in church in a long long time and I didn't even know church could do that like I mean I've heard people like people are church heard and people have gone through things and the church has done things to people or people have done things to the church there's a lot of things that go on in church and I understand why people don't go back off of one it could be one little small thing and they're like okay that was all I needed I'm never returning I understood that but I never knew that that would be me or I never knew that I would feel those feelings because I've been from church to church like I've been to a bunch of churches in my life and I've stayed at some of these churches for long periods of time and moved on but I don't know just coming back to this church to a to a church was just really it was a lot of emotions I kind of wish I went by myself and just kind of sat in a corner and cried that would probably been a good first time going back to church just so that like nobody knows me nobody's watching me and I can really just get it out and be good and kind of just be on my way but um yeah and then next Sunday is Easter and I don't know why but it's just making me sad like I don't know why I'm equating Easter one of the greatest holidays and reasons to exist as a Christian is like he literally died for us so that we could be free that is what Easter is about and it makes me just sad not sad that he died but just like I don't know I don't know what I don't know what's going on with me I have to get it together but I think I am going to start going to that church I don't know if I'm going to do like an every Sunday type of situation um, but I am going to try to go as much as I can. The last church I went to was very tiny. So everybody knew everybody. As soon as you got there, they're like, well, what can you do? We're going to have you do this. And then I was just, I was doing media for them. Um, I don't want to go to another small church like that again. It was fun. Like I said, I had a lot of fun there. I met a lot of people there. The people, the kid, the kid, not the kids. People my age were very, they were just, they were just great people. But I... Not saying that I want to go to a mega church so that I can be in the background and that I can be invisible and nothing will happen, but I kind of want like a medium-sized church where I it's not so big as to where like you're just one of 50,000 people, but it's big enough so that you can get what you need to get and you can go. You don't have to feel obligated to to like 
I don't know, join something or help out or whatever, whatever, unless you really want to. So I think this church is a pretty nice size and I think it'll be good. But I need to pray about it, too, because um, I just keep doing things because I think it's right. And it's like, uh, oh, my God, you hit the airplane. And it's like, but does God think that it's right? And that's what I need to work on. Stop doing things because I think it's right and ask God, is this right? Because maybe it's not time for me to go back to church. Maybe I still need to heal. Maybe I have things I need to work on before I step foot back in there. Maybe I should have been in church uh, three months ago. I don't know. That's my fault. But I'm really going to try to take this time to really, like, pray. Like I said before in the last episode, like, I'm praying for me now. Like, the month of April is prayers for Maya. Like, I'm taking this time to be selfish. I'm an extremely selfless person. Like, if I have $4 in my bank account and you need $5, I'm going to give you that $4 and I'm going to find a way to find that other dollar for you. And I'm never going to ask for it back. That's just how I am. It's a blessing and a curse. But I realized that I have to get me together because I'm not going to be able to be helpful to anyone or be able to serve anyone if my heart is not in the right place and if my mind is not in the right place because then I'm just bleeding on other people and then I'm just a hurt person hurting other people and I don't want to do that. I never want to do that. I want to make sure that I'm good. I mean, of course you can't be 100% good. I don't think anybody's ever 100% good, but I don't want to pretend to be good. I don't want to have to exert so much emotion to make myself feel like I'm this okay person when I know I'm not. I don't want to try to fill these voids with things that can make you happy, but you're never going to actually appreciate them because you're not actually happy within yourself. So I'm really taking this time. My prayers are going to be, of course, you know, praying for the family and safety and all that, all, you know, all the little, the standard prayers, but I'm really taking this time for me and God. Like, it's just a me and God situation. It's God, what do you need from me? What can I do for you? Can you make me better? Um, Show me what I need to work on. Like, it's just me working on me. That is what the month of April was for for me. Um, I think I'm going to be going on a fast with my friend. And fasting is another thing, too. I hated fasting. We had to do that in my old church. Hate is a strong word. But I hated fasting. I, It's just like, why are you forcing me not to eat? I don't even like food to begin with. So this is not even, this is just annoying. Like, I felt like I, me not eating just made me more annoyed. And then it just took away from the whole entire purpose of fasting. So I used to hate it. Or I would just, like, fast from music or, like, TV or, or something like that. But I feel like now, maybe it's out of desperation, but I feel like now um, I understand or I'm starting to understand more why people fast. And I'm going to be very intentional with this fast and make sure that I'm doing everything that I can and I'm taking all the steps beforehand so that I can make this a fruitful fast. Um, Will I get the answers that I'm looking for at the end of it? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. That's not for me to decide. That's up to God. But I do want to make sure that, like I said, my heart is postured correctly so that if God decides to tell me something, I will literally, the only option for me is to catch it. That's where I want to be. 
I don't want to be down the down the block and missing the blessing. Like I want to be directly under him so that if he says something to me, I just catch it and there's no question about it. So that's what I'm hoping um to do during this time. I think I am going to fast from food. I haven't really been eating anyway. I mean, I've just started getting my appetite back. Like I don't think I could eat a full meal, but um I do get hungry now. Before I wasn't getting hungry at all. So it's it's still going to be a little bit of a challenge because I, like I said I am starting to get hungry. But I'm yeah, I'm going to try to fast from from food. I've already fasted or I'm already getting rid of social media. I don't have that anymore. So this is just going to be my my thing. Hopefully, prayerfully um everything goes well. I'm starting. Well, I'm going to almost start therapy. That's this therapy thing is taking forever. Like um when you just have the littlest idea of therapy, start then. Do it as preventative care. You know preventative care is it's the care before something actually happens. Like preconservative treatment. Like do this not preconservative, but do this yeah, do that stuff before you actually need it. So that when you need it, A you'll already have tools to help and B you'll already be in therapy so that you can just jump right in and say this is my problem, help me. Because my parent my mom and my sister, they do it and they were trying to tell me like, Why you need therapy? Or like, you know, you're a little stressed with school, like do therapy. And I was like, I don't need therapy. I'm fine. Like I'll do therapy when I wanna do therapy. Because therapy has become this, like, big thing where everybody's just, like, therapy, therapy, therapy. Everybody needs therapy. Everybody should do therapy. And I was, like, I'm not jumping on this bandwagon of therapy just because all the girlies are doing it. Like, I don't think, I never thought that I needed it. Everybody needs it. Even if you think you don't need it. Even if nothing's wrong with you, you need it. Because you never know underlying issues that you have or things that make you the way that you are. So, um, that's my word of advice. If you're even thinking about starting therapy, just do it because now I have to, I had to wait like a month just to get into the place that my sister and my mom go to. Not to say that there's like, um, there's like a million places you can get therapy, um, faster obviously, but this is the place that I do want to go to. So I'm being very patient. And that's another reason why I had to literally solely rely on God during this time because, I didn't really have any other way. I didn't even know what else to do. It was either rely on God or spiral out of control. So that's what I've been doing. Even though I did spiral when I found out that I had to wait a month for therapy, um, I did have a little bit of a a panic attack. But it's fine. I'm good. We're reaching. It's going to be next week, I think next Friday, where I will, I think, do like intake. And then I'm literally going to be like, just give me whatever you have first available. I'm just going to tell my job that I have a doctor's appointment and I don't care. And then after that, I will go on to times that actually work for my schedule. But I need to get something started soon so that I can get myself together. Like, I just need to get myself together. So, yeah, that's basically it. This was just like a little update. Maybe I'll add on to this um, in a couple days. Maybe I won't. I'm not sure. But church, I think church is a necessity. Some people say, well, you don't need church to know God. And that's very true. But you, as a, you're in, as an individual, only know but so much. You can only get but so much from 
the internet and the Bible and things like that. So it is important for community. And me saying this as an introverted person is telling you a lot because I rather do things by myself, but I don't know everything. And who do you ask your questions to if you're just reading the stuff for yourself? Like church gives you different perspectives of things because you can, you only think you're one way. Church gives you different perspectives of the same things. It also gives you, like I said, a community. It also just is just nice to be around people that also think the same way you do because this world is insane and most people are don't think like you do. So if you go to work and everybody around you at work is just like a a star worshiper or a, a tarot card reader or, you know, just a worldly person and you're a Christian, that stuff can easily, you can easily be influenced by that if you don't have a strong enough foundation in the word. So you have to make sure that you put yourself in environments when you can around people that are like-minded so that you can grow. It's all about growth here. We're growing every day. Where it's that like Issa Rae from Insecure, that growth. Like we're just always, we always need to be growing. Nobody wants to be stagnant. Like that's bad. Nobody wants to be stagnant. And I feel like I was like that for a long time. Like I was just okay with just, just being me. Like I'm like, I'm cool. Like I'm a nice person. Like I don't do anything bad. I don't curse. I don't drink. I don't party. I'm a good enough little Christian girl. And that I honestly thought that that was enough. But it's like, no, Maya, like, you're literally just, you're kind of just there. You're not, you're not even doing any, half of the things that God has called you to do, half of the potentials that you have, you have not even unlocked. You haven't even unlocked 50% of the potential that you have by what you're doing right now. So you have to do better. And that's really what I'm trying to give myself grace for. And I'm also trying to work towards, like, just take it one day at a time, obviously, but just be intentional every day to learn something new. Be intentional every day to get closer to God. Because, like, a year from now, I'm going to be listening to this and be like, wow, Maya, you are a whole different person. I'm not saying I'm about to be, like, the next, um, like, preacher. I'm not saying I'm trying to be the next teacher. I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to go to this church and, like, put me on your on your prayer team or put me on your worship team. Like, I'm not trying to say any of that. But I hope that this time next year, I... Like, you could already see God through me, I think, just by my actions, just because this world is so busted that any person that's somewhat nice is probably, like, some faith base of something. But I want next year when you see me to be like, oh, no, like, she loves God. She, I can tell she's comfortable talking about God to people, which I have become comfortable talking to people about God. Not so much like, um, do you want me to pray for you? Because I can tell that you need, like, salvation type comfortable talking about God. But I am comfortable, like, talking about God. But like I said, if my mission is to bring people to... I mean, everybody's Christian's mission is to bring people to Christ. But I want to make sure that I am prepared to do that at all times. So I'm just really trying to, like... Oh, my God, it's raining. That's fun. I'm in my car. I'm really trying to make sure that Maya is just ready when the time comes. Hopefully the time doesn't come tomorrow because I don't think I would be ready. But I just want to make sure that God is pleased with his child. That's all I want. I don't care about anybody else. I don't care what anybody else thinks about me. I just want to make sure that God is pleased with his daughter. Because at the end of the day, you're dying. You're dying alone. 
and only you are answering to God. Not your next door neighbor, not your mother, not your sister, not your father, not your husband, not your wife, whatever. Nobody's answering to God when you die but you. God's not going to ask you about that. He's asking about you. And you want to make sure that you are confident enough and you can say with confidence that you've been a good servant. So that's what I want to do. I'm glad I have a little bit of a servant's heart, though. I think I do. I can't help it. Like, I don't know if that's the way my mother raised me or if that's just my personality. But I, like I said, I will do anything for anybody if I can. That's just my first thing. Like, I will always do something for somebody else. Like, if somebody needed something, yeah, sure, I can give it to you. Or, yeah, if I have it, I will give it to you. Not a problem. Like, I, I'm the type of person, this is why I can never be a teacher. Tangent. Because I'm the type of person, I know teachers have very, like, First of all, pay teachers more. Let's start there. Start there and in there. Pay teachers more. But if I was a teacher or even a social worker, I knew that if I became a teacher, I would go broke. They already don't get paid enough, and then they don't have any of the supplies they need. So if I became a teacher, I would be using every single penny that I made to these kids, to give back to these kids, especially if I worked in inner city when they didn't have a lot of stuff. Like, that's just my that's just who I am like I just have to give like if somebody needs something and they simply cannot afford it I some add something in me is like no Maya you have to be the one to 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 make this work same thing for social working I would take every child home if I could oh your mother doesn't love you or you're, you're kicked out of your house okay you come live with me for the next six months like that's fine mind you I have no money I probably couldn't be able to afford it but I would do it and I would make it work so I think I've always had a servant's heart that's just that's just a me thing I've always wanted to actually adopt I've said that um for a very long time I want to adopt like a teenager a lot of people want to adopt babies and yes babies need to be adopted but what about those 10 year olds that have been in the system for seven years what about those 13 year olds that you know what I'm saying like those people need love too those kids need love too so I've always said to myself that I was going to adopt at least one child um I don't know. That's just always been on my heart to do. What does this have to do with anything? I don't know. But I just, I just thought I should say that. But yeah, that's it. I'm hungry already and I didn't even start this fast. So I guess I could eat today. What am I talking about? But yeah, I'm just, it's just like sometimes breakthrough is just a step away. It's literally sometimes just one step away. It's just having the faith to take that step. Sometimes we're so comfortable in our mess, it's just so familiar to us that we don't want to take that step. Obviously, because when we take that step, we know there's a lot of work to maintain that, um, you know, new life and stuff. And sometimes it's the, the, the sadness, the depression. I know, like, you know depression, you know sadness, you know, like this stuff, you're already, you're already used to it. It's comfortable. You know that you're going to be in your bed all day. You know you're not going to eat. You know, this is, you know, like you just, you already know the things that are going to happen, but taking that leap of faith, you don't know what's on the other side of that door. That's very scary. Yeah. You know, it's going to be good, but it's not going to be easy. And who knows, like you can take that step, but you might not see the good part for another two, three years. So it's like, just have the courage and have the faith and have the belief in God that he is covering you to take that step and you will be okay. So that is what I'm going to leave you with. 
I don't know if this is going to be an actual post or not, but if so, thank you for listening and I will see you next time.